Glory to God. My name is Alex and you're welcome once again to this special podcast. I hope your week has been going well and I hope you have been blessed mightily by the hand of God which is undeniable in our lives for as long as you believe in him. You know, the scripture tells us that without faith it is impossible to believe God. He that comes to him must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I believe if you are a child of God and you believe in him, you are indeed going to see his hand upon your life. And all that he blesses you with shall be undeniable. Even to those that look at you, they will indeed know that there is something special and magnificent about you because your life will surely be different from theirs. So let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you and we glorify your name. Heavenly Father, it's only you that is worthy of honor. It's only you that is worthy of all adoration. Father, I pray that whosoever shall listen to this podcast, that their life will not be the same again, that they shall be moving from one realm of glory to another. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Yesterday was a landmark day. Uh, because of something special that happened. Uh, they, the President of the United States of America, Donald Trump, issued a statement saying that churches are essential and they should open immediately starting this very weekend. It is something that he said uh, while ordering all governors and he actually said that whoever has an issue with it should call him and father went on to say that he actually doubts they'll have any chance basically to change his mind in a world where so many people have run away from from faith in god and many of us have actually put our faith in governments and basically waiting for directives that are coming from them this is a huge huge statement and it is something that actually shows us what we should have done in the first place because there is no way we are going to look at the world thinking that it's going to offer us the solutions that should have been provided by God in the first place and there is no way we can actually think that science and medicine can give us a better solution than God and what God is able to do, you know? The scripture tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, that I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Everything that we do involves a choice. And involves a decision that we make and that decision is either going to bring life or it's going to bring death and the scripture tells us in John chapter 1 verse 4 in him is life and life was the light of men that life that we so desire and we so much seek can only be found in Christ Jesus Christ in whom 
is all redemption and in whom is all the liberty that we so desire. There is no way that we can be able to walk around in belief that all the things that we are attempting to achieve and in all the restrictions that have been put on us in our attempt to avoid any spread of the virus or any kind of illness without the Christ and we think that we are going to achieve the goal that we saw established and we think that we can actually do certain things outside of the faith in God and, and expect to get results that can only stem from God. For in him is the fountain of life. In his light we see light. That's Psalms 36 verse 9. It's only through God that we can be able to see the redemption that we so desire. So a statement like this coming from Donald Trump, that's why the scripture tells us that those that walk in darkness have stumbled basically upon a great light. You see, just the other day, uh, there was a man of God in the U.S. who was talking about uh, churches, uh, okay, specifically his church and his followers, saying that even if the government actually eases down on lockdowns, that his followers and the children of God should still stay locked down and they shouldn't be so much in a rush to go back to church. And his... Uh, uh, his justification was that he has close friends who have died of this virus. So we cannot be opening churches, otherwise people would be exposed to it. And we can only enjoy church when we are alive. Otherwise, if we are dead, then there's no way we are going to enjoy church. And I was like, come on. No, 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 no. This is not something that a religious leader or someone who has faith in God or who is supposed to have faith in God is supposed to utter, especially if it's coming off social media and going to the public. Because you see, there is no way we can actually think in the scripture and in the word of God that God is a healer. Yet in actual practice of it, we are running away from it. So does it mean that we should only believe the word of God by what is written, but not work in the practice of it? And does it mean that the various situations that happen around us, we should also put in the consciousness of the realities in regards to common sense? Otherwise, there are certain things that have happened in the Bible that would make no sense to us and would actually argue with God and we're like no 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 there's no way that this could have happened there is no way so how do you explain uh, a situation like in in the book of Leviticus where the Lord God Almighty is giving guidelines on how those with leprosy were supposed to live the law that was governing cleanliness and uncleanness. Can you make a comparison with what happened in 2 Kings uh, uh, chapter 5 in the story of Naaman where the prophet Elisha tells uh, Naaman to go and wash himself in a, in a river and actually was made whole? 
why is it that this time Naman is not told to isolate and why is it this time that the people weren't running away from Naman because he was leprous why is it because there are certain people who know indeed what the Lord is able to do and we live in an era that knows that these things have actually been bestowed upon us by the Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. There are certain blessings that the Lord bestowed upon the church. And if we are cautious of them, and if we move in the acknowledgement of what these blessings are in our lives, there is no way certain things are going to affect us and there is no way the Lord is going to put us to shame. It is impossible. It is impossible because there is no way the Lord can speak and his word does not come to pass. That cannot happen. The book of Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 tells us, God is not man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He has he said and will he not do or has he spoken and will he not make it good there is no way the lord is going to speak out something as powerful and you think that you are not a partaker of that blessing there is no way the Lord is going to decree that you have already been healed and you're still praying for a healing. There is no way the Lord is going to bless you in a certain way. For example, if maybe you're a servant of God and, and he says that sickness shall flee away from the midst of you and you think that you can be exposed to a certain virus, yet the Lord has already stated in his word that you cannot catch it but how are we going to position ourselves especially in times like this where everything that seems conservative or seems to put faith in God is being discarded where every attempt to bring up the power of our Lord Jesus Christ is shut down by people who have put more faith in the world and who have put more faith in medicine and who have put more faith in their beliefs but are they getting the results that they so desire are they because even in the bible we know of people who ran away from god and and ended up in in state of fatality you would think that okay they should have known better they should have known better because they were people they were people who had moved before them and who had had their faith in god and they had seen a breakthrough in their lives and they had seen the hand of God upon their lives 
and they should have patterned according to that course and even they themselves would have been saved you see let, let us look at the story of asa okay asa after of course the lord rejecting him uh because of uh, uh some of the sins that he did and his uh fighting of the prophets and and, and imprisoning uh the prophet in 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 the book of second chronicles uh chapter chapter uh, 16 it shows us after uh he, he had uh, uh mistreated the hanani uh, the prophet uh, the scripture uh, goes on to tell us uh, in verse 11 uh, it says not that the acts of us are first and last are indeed written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel and in the 39th year of the reign of king Asa he became diseased in his feet and his malady was severe yet in his disease he did not seek the lord but the physicians so Asa rested with his fathers he died in the 41st year of his reign scripture tells us basically that he died largely because he did not seek the lord but did seek the physicians can you make a comparison with what happened with someone who had walked before him that's the king hezekiah after he had received the prophecy from isaiah that he was going to die what did the king hezekiah do he went to the lord and pleaded unto the lord and said lord i have done this and this and this and this I basically cannot die and the lord added him 15 more years and indeed he got his healing and indeed he was able to rule for a further 15 years because you see there is a book of remembrance that is written of in the in the book of malachi chapter 4 of verse 16 and the lord is always going to remember you for as long as you come unto him uh, with a heart that genuinely yearns for him and with a heart that genuinely wants to see uh, uh, his hand upon your life and there is no way we can be able to run away from the word of god and we expect to see certain results in our lives there is no way we can be able to run away from the power of god and we think we are going to make it uh, uh w- without him we can only run uh, uh, a certain distance but we cannot reach the highest of of levels without god it starts with his word it starts with the power of his word that's why the scripture in proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20 to 22 tells us my son give attention to my words incline your ears to my sayings do not let them depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh actually there's a translation that says it is medicine the words of god are medicine the words of god are medicine and the more we matter these words the more we are moving in cautiousness of these words the more we are actually going to see the word of god manifest in our lives and and you see there is no way we are going to be able to move 
especially in times like this, in the end times, where the Antichrist is really upon us and trying to push us in a certain agenda and push us in a certain corner where the church will basically sit in the back benches of society without a voice. There is no way we can live in these times without the hand of God upon our lives and without the authority of a child of God. There is no way. And the earlier the remnant of God rises to his throne, that is the only way we are going to counter the attacks of the enemy in these times. Because the more we look at things at the moment, the more you actually realize that for a child of God, we have a huge mandate to stand up and showcase the power and authority that has been bestowed unto us. But what does it say? The word is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. We are supposed to speak. This is a word that has been bestowed unto us. And this is a word that we are able to put into being. You see, uh, a few days ago, uh, I, I, I was watching uh, a, a YouTube uh, clip by a certain man of God uh, called Justin Peters. And uh, in the clip, he was trying to expose all the people that he believes are false prophets, charlatans, liars, frauds, name it. Okay. And, and he went on to say that there is no way a Christian can come up in this era and claim that they can say certain things and they come to pass. And there is no way that we Christians have the power to create things because that power is only able by, uh, by God. It's only, able, it's, it's only God who is able to do these things. So there is no way a Christian can stand up and say that he can do this. Otherwise, he's basically equating himself to God. And that is what made Lucifer fall. So anyone who believes that he can speak something into being has run away from God. So therefore, they should be discarded and no one should give attention unto them. And I was like, excuse me? Excuse me? This is the same scripture that tells us as he is, so are we in this world. Does, does it mean that there are only certain portions of scripture that we should listen to? Or, or basically read and believe? That's why the scripture tells us in, in, uh, in Psalms uh, 78 uh, verse 41, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. So there are many of us who have basically put God in a box and we've basically only believed him on the things that he has done before rather than the things that he's able to do. Yet the scripture tells us, behold, I do a new thing. I do a new thing. You see, there are certain scriptures that really are uh, bless me and really open up certain uh, uh, aspects of my life and I'm like wow this is actually incredible uh, uh, Revelation uh, chapter 3 verse 7 and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things says he who is holy he who is true 
he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. This scripture is telling us about the Lord Jesus Christ, who has the power to open and no one shuts, and he shuts and there is no one who is able to open. There is no one who is able to open, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the power that he does have. And there is no one who can claim that he can be able to change certain things about him or certain things that he's able to do. Can we look at the scripture in Isaiah 22, 22? Okay, if, if, if I'm to start reading uh, uh, from Isaiah uh, 20, uh, uh, from verse 20, then it shall be in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your belt. I will commit your responsibility into his hand. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. The key of the house of David I will lay on his sh shoulder. For he shall open and no one shut. He shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open. Now this scripture, this particular scripture is actually talking about a man, Eliakim, that he shall open and no one shall shut. He shall shut and no one shall, shall open. There are certain levels and there are certain realms when we diligently follow the Lord that we shall have the power to do certain things because we've stumbled upon certain truths, certain ancient truths as we walk with God, that our will basically becomes the will of God, that our thoughts actually become the thoughts of God, that we, we've walked so close with God that we don't stray outside of his purpose, that the things that we do are basically built on the foundation with what we have cultivated in the spirit of God so we are not walking against the word of God. That's why the scripture tells us in John 15 verse 7 that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you desire and it shall be done unto you. Basically, your will becomes the will of God. You just ask whatsoever you desire for as long as it's coming in the name of Jesus, it is going to be done unto you. So in a state that we are in, in the environment that we are in, where so many of us are locked up in our homes, quarantined, without a voice, and waiting on the next step, and waiting on what the government is going to tell us to do, and waiting on what the world is going to tell us to do, and others are even waiting for a vaccine, and actually praying and hoping that it's actually discovered soon, that maybe we can be able to have our lives back. What are we conscious of and whom do we actually look at? Are we putting our faith in God or are we actually putting our faith in the systems of the world? You see? When I saw that story of the man of God who was saying that, okay, in as much as the government might ease on the lockdowns, let us not be in a haste to come back to church because you know uh, we still have to guard ourselves and protect ourselves. Church can only be fun for as long as we are alive and we have been protected. And uh, I, I remember I had it. Uh, I, I had 
uh, I, I had a, a, a small argument with someone who posted it and of, uh, and, and, and I told him uh, man does, does it mean that we should stop believing God and basically just uh, uh, do the things that uh, the governments are telling us and the gentleman was like remember God told people to also isolate and I was like do you know the law that was talked about in the book of Leviticus? Does it mean that actually that overrides what the Christ did on the cross for us? Does it mean? Then he went on to say that if it was that way, that we should ignore government guidelines and the isolation, then why are hospitals empty? Uh, sorry, why are hospitals not empty? Because the pastors would have run there and healed everyone. And I asked him, is it the doctors that go to the sick or it's the sick that go uh, uh, to, the, to the doctors? I've never seen doctors moving around villages looking for sick people. It is you to know that you know what? I need healing. I need the Lord Jesus Christ and he's the only one that can be able to give me the solution and that is why we are supposed to pray unto the Lord and this is why we are only supposed to look unto the Lord for solutions that eternal life can only come from God of course there is this level where uh, the scripture tells us in in, in James uh, chapter uh, 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 I, I think it's James chapter 4 which says, Is there any sick among you? Let him call unto the elders of the church that they may pray for them and heal them with oil. Uh, uh, of course, uh, to- talking about uh, people being healed. But it says, Let them call upon the elders. It's the people that are supposed to call unto these elders, not the elders coming and looking for people. Like, okay, where, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? How can I heal you? But we know that this eternal life can only come from our Lord Jesus Christ. It can only come from our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can give us the actual healing and the actual liberty that we so desire. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But it's only the Christ that came that we may have life and have it in more abundance. And what is that abundant life? That's the Zoe. That is the consciousness to know that we have everlasting life. That is why uh, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, tells us uh, in in John chapter 4, in that story with uh, with the Samaritan woman, uh, I I think it's uh, uh, verse 14, where he says, But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us healed. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us blessed. And the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to move with the assurance that as he is, so are we in this world. There is no way he could have bestowed a certain authority to the church that he left. And we think that we can be able to move around and we are cautious and we are living in fear of the things that are bound to happen to us. No. For as long as we are 
conscious and for as long as we move in the acknowledgement of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, we should move and know that there is no evil that can befall us and there is nothing negative that can be inflicted upon us because the Lord has redeemed us from the curse, uh, from the curse of the law. As the scripture says, cursed is he that hangs on the tree. The fact that the Lord Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin for us, we know that we are assured of this healing. We know that we are assured of moving with the consciousness that I am healed, that there is no evil that can befall me. You see, the scripture in 1 Peter 2.24 that we quote many times, that we, we've quoted from the time that we were young, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. It's in past tense. We were healed already. So how can we be praying for healing yet we can enter into the blessings that have already been bestowed unto us. How? We are supposed to start to move in thanksgiving and in gratitude of the wonderful things that the Lord has given unto us. That's why uh, uh, Paul in his letter to the Colossians in chapter 12, uh, in, in uh, chapter 1 verse 12 tells us, we should give thanks unto the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We give thanks unto the Father because, Father because he's the one who has qualified us. We do not qualify ourselves. It is the Father that has qualified us. Of course, there's this element where there are certain people who are going to seek uh, the physicians. It is okay because I know even the wisdom that comes unto the medical field it's given unto them by the Lord. It is true. No one is saying that we shouldn't go to hospitals. And no one is saying that the doctors should be discarded. No. But there is a higher level. And there is a higher realm that we can step into. That there is no sickness that can even come close to us. There is nothing that can come close to you for as long as you have built a certain cage of faith in God around you. There is no way, okay? Of course there are, uh, there, there are people who, uh, in as much as maybe they might be Christians uh, uh, with all kinds of infirmities, and they are still going to go unto the physicians. It, it is okay. It, it is okay. It doesn't mean that we should laugh at them, no. But we can slowly show them the higher way and we can show them what the Lord is able to do. Sometimes via this, the testimonies that he has given us and sometimes via the word of God to make them believe and know that indeed every knee shall bow unto the name of Jesus and everything that has a name bows down to the name of Jesus Christ. There is no sorrow in this world that the Lord cannot heal. There is none. There is nothing. For as long as we look 
holy unto him for as long as we purpose in our hearts and in our spirits to look no further than the name of Jesus then we should know with certainty that our testimony is coming unto us our testimony is coming unto us and it shall be visible to all people and there are times that we are only going to minister unto people by the testimonies that we display by the testimonies that people see that are upon our lives and they shall be like uh-huh, I really want the god of so and so because I have seen that the hand of god is upon him and I have seen that the hand of god is evident in his life and I know for a fact that there is a god in this land and I know for a fact that having seen this person and having seen how much they have been transformed the lord is able to do mighty things so child of god i beseech you let our eyes not depart from the word of god let our purpose not deviate from the actual purpose that the lord gave unto us let us seek the ways of the lord and let us seek to understand how we are supposed to move to make some of these blessings a reality in our lives we should start searching for those things that are above we should start searching for things that can bring uh, a certain level of posterity for us and for our children to know that we can be able to guard ourselves and no infirmity can come unto us this is a scripture i love uh, very much in in exodus 23 uh verse 25 so you shall serve the lord your god and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from the midst of you there are certain blessings that come unto you when you serve the lord <laughs> when you proclaim his name when you proclaim his majesty you can never lack he'll bless your bread and your water and all sickness shall flee away from you Actually first uh, 26 goes on to tell us that no one will even suffer any miscarriage or even be barren in your land I will fulfill the number of your days with long life the Lord will satisfy you let that be what we are clothed with let that be what we move in reality of and let us move with the certainty that indeed he who started the good work in us shall surely bring it to a completion because he has presented you with a clear path the scripture tells us that thou will show us the path of life in your presence is the fullness of joy and on your right hand are pleasures it's the lord who shows us the path of life and he has sent his angels ahead of us to keep us in the way to bring us to the place that he has prepared for us so as we move as we prepare for these times times like this where the whole world is basically laughing at the child of god and where it looks like we have been put in a in a bubble of sorts where we look like we have been put in a state of uh of of mute and we cannot speak 
because now we are dependent on what is being said and what is being spoken by the so-called experts let us not move away from the fundamentals let us seek that which is above and we should know that the battles that we fight are spiritual the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ thus in second corinthians 10 of uh, 4 and 5 so we should move with the knowledge that every battle that we have entered into is nothing carnal. That is why we should pray without ceasing. That is why we shouldn't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against any wickedness in the high places, as it's told to us in Ephesians 6.12. We should know that what we've entered into, there is no time for us to lax. Let us meditate upon the word of God. Let us seek the Lord in times like this. Let us enter into the definite realm of the realities that have been bestowed unto us, the children of God, that the hand of God is evident unto our lives, and we shall indeed bring healing in the land, and we shall bring multitudes into the knowledge of the life that the Lord gave us. You know, scripture tells us that, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in health, even as thy soul prospers. It is something that the Lord wishes above all things. But the fact that he wishes that for us, we have a decision to make. We have a choice to make. And we have to accept to follow him, lest we fall. Lest we fall short of his glory. Because these are blessings that, that have already been bestowed unto our lives. And these are blessings that we can only enter into. Let us go beyond quoting, per se, certain scriptures. Let us enter into the reality of them. And that is the way that we are going to get a voice. And that is the way we are going to see people coming unto us because the Lord is good. There is no way we are going to speak about his goodness. But we are doing things that are contrary to what the word of God says. So in times like this, in seasons like this, let our eyes not depart from the power of God. And let not our spirits be weary. I know many of us have been put in a state where we are not even at times sure anymore whether life is going to come back to normal. There is no way you can be a child of God and you think 
that you are going to be held hostage or you're inbound whom the sun sets free is free indeed and i know that you are free and i know that i am free without a shadow without because we cast all our cares unto the lord for he is the one who cares for us and if he cares for us and carries us we cannot be in chain and beloved like the hand of god has worked through donald trump to open the churches i'm very sure soon we shall be congregating and i'm very sure some of the things that have happened in the past which have basically gagged the children of god those things will never happen again and had the devil known he wouldn't have brought this virus because now more than ever before we are ready to enter into the realms that the lord bestowed upon our lives according as he chose us before the foundation of the world that we be holy and without blame before him in love having entered into the adoption as children for the good pleasure of his will in jesus his mighty name may you be blessed mightily hallelujah